Hello everybody, happy Wednesday. Welcome back to Aces Up The Sleeve. I'm Patty, co-hosting with the co-managing partner of Pocket Aces Racing, our par for the quick reference, Jared Shoemaker. And today we just have another off-the-cuff wild kind of episode and it's starting this weekend so we figured we'd sit down and chat a bit about some of our uh, favorite tracks and this time around it's Keeneland and you know for those of you who know and who've talked to Jared I'm sure he'll tell you all about his love for Keeneland so you know how are how are you doing and you know now that the meat's coming like we're here it's October at Keeneland the meat is here and for the first time in closing on closing on 30 years I'm actually here living in town with the meat going on so I am I am excited. I'm ready for it to start. Plan on being out there a fair amount over the next uh, couple weeks, next few weeks, and uh, just really looking forward to getting going because there's just, you know, as I've said before on this podcast, uh, for me, there's just no place else, uh, no place else like it. There's a lot of great tracks out there, uh, but but for me, this is this is uh, this is the one. Keelan is home. I That's was exactly right. You know, I think. I don't quite remember who I was, um, I don't quite remember what I was scrolling through, but I, I was, saw, I saw, I think Scarlett was posting pictures of like, like old Keeneland pictures. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you guys have literally been here forever. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool. But like, it's so cool that you guys can, you have this one place, this iconic, you know, just situation moment in time where you can all point to a picture somewhere in your house, somewhere in your, in your you know your photo books your your me mm -hmm. your memoirs like keeneland we've all been there and that's really cool like i think that's really really cool because like mine is unfortunately in another country so i have to fly <laughs> a bit further away to do that but right. uh, it's a lot of but, fun it's you know it's a good time and, and really for, for me you know it, it's it's memories uh from when i was a kid that that really stand out you know i remember as i talked uh, briefly you know I think on one of our introductory episodes about what kind of what got me into racing and and all that and and you know I just remember you know probably five or six years old uh, going out to Keeneland on a regular basis with my family and and my grandfather trying to teach me how to read the the racing form and and uh, man and this was back before Tappet had hit the scene and you didn't see gray horses very often but if my grandfather if Newton Shoemaker saw a gray horse. He was putting money on it. Uh, no questions <laughs> asked. He always bet on the gray horses. Yep, always bet and, on the gray. Um, you know, uh, now you, you can't say that anymore because they're all over the place. Uh, now they have entire races just for the grays. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but uh, you know, there was a time that, you know, younger folks uh, and fans and, and even older folks that haven't always been fans of racing. Uh, you know, there wasn't that long ago uh, that there weren't that many gray horses around. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I remember some advice uh you know, not advice really, but just my grandfather saying, you know, if you want to go out to the track and just have a hell of a good time and, and bet on every race and not not lose a lot of money and just you know, cash a lot of tickets, go out there and bet on the second favorite across the board all day long. And you know what? I've done that before just to, just to test that out. And, and he's right. You know, you can six bucks a race for, for 10 races. The max you're going to lose is 60 bucks. But Man, you can you can cash a whole lot of tickets that way. You're not going to make a whole lot of money, even if they all come in. But uh, you can have a lot of fun just uh, with sixty dollars in, yeah. in your pocket, and and just do that all day long. And you're gonna and you're gonna cash a you're gonna cash a lot of tickets. So, well, uh, and you've got a rooting that, interest. That's you know that's sometimes oh, just as important when you're at the track is just have somebody to cheer for. 
Uh, that's exactly right. It, it just uh, it it, amps, it amplifies an already wonderful time when you got a you got a little uh, you got a little green on the action. So, <laughs> and yeah, you know, and this is kind of funny. I remember being in high school, and you know, this is before I really you know I'm not I obviously I enjoyed it as a kid, but I was probably a you know junior in high school, so I hadn't been driving that long, and uh, several of us um, skipped school and. Uh-huh. went out to the track I mean, you know i know it's crazy uh-huh. and somebody somebody had gotten us clubhouse tickets uh but Ooh. nobody had told me and you know i'd never i didn't grow up you know in, in, in the clubhouse doing that sort of thing and nobody told me that you had to have a coat and tie to get on yeah. to get into the clubhouse and i remember so my first trip into the clubhouse we get out at the little uh, valet parking and i go up to the door and and uh they didn't let me in Shame, shame, and uh, that I felt. But uh, you know what? Hey, that it it, 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 uh, was a lesson learned. And the next time I went to clubhouse, I had a suit on. So I was was going to say, I'm like, is doesn't the dress code still apply even now? And absolutely, if you want to go Mm -hmm. in the clubhouse, uh, you're a gentleman. You you must wear a coat and tie. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's why I don't ever go to the clubhouse. (laughs) You heard me, fellas. I just. uh, I, I wore a suit and tie uh, so many days, uh, you know, every day of my life for such a long time that um, I just don't like to do it anymore. So I, I, I prefer to sit up in the in the grandstand or over in the bluegrass room where I can go in with my blue jeans and my boots and just, uh, yeah, you know, have a have a more relaxed afternoon. Well, so, and I think anyway. part of the well, part of the I think part of the um, like charm of Keeneland is that you know, and I'm not saying that you know some tracks are, are ugly by any means we're not gonna you know poo poo on tracks are ugly. they are but we're so not that. we're not naming names here we're, this isn't the episode of poo on people <laughs> but like the really nice thing about keeneland is kind of almost no matter where you go sometimes even in the parking lot it's just so pretty everywhere <laughs> like especially when yeah. the when the trees are like like for spring racing when all the trees are blooming and you've got like these beautiful flowers everywhere and you have these gorgeous backdrops and like when the leaves start changing and like now in October and like you go and even the parking lot and it's like red and yellows and oranges and every every shade of every kind of hue is out there and it's just it's the prettiest kind of spectacular backdrop it's a really beautiful beautiful place it, it really is the the stone buildings the the trees the stone walls i mean just uh everything about it i mean even the barns are, are really nice relative to uh you know most other tracks that you go to and it's just a, mm-hmm. it's just a special special place and um you know can't wait for it to can't wait for it to get started and um and look forward to spending some time out there and in in the in the, uh, in the cheap seats my blue jeans on <laughs> well and i I was, we were kind of talking about this before we started recording and, um, how the, how Keeneland more or less started out kind of on somebody else's property and it started out, it wasn't always actually a track. It was actually, um, it was kind of like a present for, for a general who fought in the revolutionary war. And I didn't know this, but Keeneland is actually on the national historic registry. Like I didn't yeah. realize that that's cool. Like you don't realize yeah. sometimes how old things are because it's so well kept. It's so nice, but it's like, it is, it's, it's been here a hot minute. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was built in 1936. Uh, Jack Keen is who built it. And uh, he was a son of a, of a horseman um, that, you know, he, he was the original owner of Castleton Lion Farms. Uh, which is a, a huge, huge uh, you know, building block of, of the industry at the time. 
And, you know, from the very, very beginning, and, and actually the house, Jack's house is still there. When you're, if you're coming um, down Versailles Road or you come up, you know, coming down Versailles Road, you, you, if you're coming out of, out of Lexington towards Versailles, you know, there's the main entrance now, which uh, mm-hmm. used to not exist. Uh, and then just beyond that on the right, there's a white house that kind of sits back off the road a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that is the uh, house that Jack Keene lived on. That was the farmhouse. And oh, okay. um, then uh, then you've got the what used to be the main entrance really uh, uh, is up, up just past that. And that's where the, you know, the old uh, clock that sits out by the road. And, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, that, that's a little like intersection. That. Like if you go right, it's like the, Keen, the now the Keeneland Library area. And then if you go left, it's kind of like the little gatehouse where you like if you're buying homes right, for options, right. you have to check you mm-hmm. have to check with them and let them know you're leaving. I yeah, know so, that. Yeah, that's, so cool. that's that. Yeah, that's that's that was the old main entrance. It was there, you know, just just up from uh, up from where the current entrance is, and okay. it took you you know you go straight back through there to the clubhouse and um, or to the main parking area. And used to you know before they before they built that new entrance and put the hill in. Used to you'd go in, go into that old entrance, um, the valet entrance, valet parking entrance, mm-hmm. as I believe is what it is now, or the clubhouse entrance. But there used to be, there's a little section of like a, you know, and there's the stone fencing mm-hmm. right to your right, and there's like a little rectangular parking area, and that's where everybody used to tailgate out in there, oh. and it was a pretty fun, cool time. But now, um, you know, like you know, when we went to college. Uh, when we were at UK, that that's where we would park, and we we pregame out there in the in the parking lot. But now you do that up on the hill, which is a really cool uh, um, you know addition that they've done. I mean, because yeah. uh, you know, but again, I I'm, I remember going to the Bluegrass Stakes uh, on several occasions out in that parking area, and just going to the tent and betting in the tent because I didn't want to go in and fight the crowd because you know thirty thousand <laughs> people in thirty thousand people inside Keeneland is a bit of a nightmare unless yeah. it's on. You know, unless it's when they've got everything sectioned off and and apportioned off for like what like they do with the Breeders' Cup, which makes it much more much more manageable. Yeah, well, and one of the things too, and it was something when I was visiting the Keeneland Library. And listeners, if you've never been there, it's definitely um, a place you want to to visit. I know, oh, library it sounds kind of stuffy, but it is like a living time capsule. Like you can yeah. see pictures of AP and D selling as a yearling and you can see just, I mean, I think it was like a racing register or a racing manual, like dating back from before the, the, uh, I think it was like this revolutionary war. I think there's stuff from like the early 1700s out there. Like it is, it's just the coolest, coolest kind of place. And you can see like the history of how, racing at keeneland and racing and you know, the sales the auctions how things have changed and it's and, and i remember going through some of these pictures and photographers like my my the photographers that listen you guys know what i'm talking about how sometimes when the sun shines just right at keeneland none of your pictures come out with a sky <laughs> and um and i was going through the old pictures of the keeneland infield and there used to be a pond <laughs> and i oh, yeah. i cannot imagine now like fighting the no sky picture days uh, uh as well as fighting like the bounce off of a pond <laughs> like i could not imagine i think they they said i think they, they ended up taking it out because of how how much the sun was reflecting off of it like it was bouncing light onto like the grandstand or something and heating it up so badly that people were starting to complain 
Um, I don't, I, I don't know hundred percent if that's the situation. It's been a while since I've read that, but it was something, it was something a little crazy, but they ended up filling that in. So now it, obviously it's, it, it looks the way it does now, but that I thought, I thought that was pretty, it's an interesting reason to fill up a pond. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we do, well, so one of the things that like with Keeneland, it's always, we say it's, it, it's a good time and I have kind of just been so busy. I've not been able to really go out since we had the the Twilight Zone 2020 kind of to, uh, kind of year where, I mean, we had to like raffle off tickets for anybody to go anywhere. Um, right. But, you know, from from what I what I've seen on our website and and just kind of uh, my general knowledge of it, I know Pocket Aces has a pretty good history of its own at Keeneland. Um, obviously with with temple city terror she holds the stakes record now for the dowager um so do you want to kind of go through for some of our listeners who maybe don't know the the history of of pocket aces racing at keeneland do you want to just maybe go through some of like the major points of of the syndicate for you know for for the history at, at keeneland absolutely so you know when we started as many of you know you know we we were racing primarily in at charlestown in west virginia our first three horses we bought at keeneland and actually sorry our two of our first three horses we bought at keeneland our second horse we bought uh, i believe at phase of tipton but anyway uh we bought one horse a year and and sent them up to charlestown west virginia where they raced and uh, we had started you had been in at it for about three years and are going into three years and we were getting a lot of interest and from people but they didn't want to race in in uh in west virginia they wanted to race in kentucky and then we had a great opportunity to buy a turf uh, a turf filly um dixie's hope and she had to run on the turf we had interest from people that wanted to run in kentucky so we bought her and we, we based her uh, in, in, in Kentucky at High Point Training Center. And and she debuted at Keeneland. Mm-hmm. Now, that was her first race. And I remember just being in awe the entire day. Um, <laughs> oh, my goodness. I've been I've been doing this for, you know, I'd had some high moments already, you know, winning our first race by 10 lengths and, uh, you know, had some stakes uh, horses and, and Victor Morton ran in a couple stakes races. Uh, so that, you know, that had been fun. And, and each horse had, that we had, had 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 at least one win. And and now we got a horse, our first our first horse that we base in Kentucky and we're running at Keeneland. This is incredible. And um, she actually, she went off at like 35, 40 to one. Joe Deegan was our trainer and she ran second and we were going bonkers. Like we just <laughs> won the race. And uh, there were several people uh, actually uh, that, that had bet substantially on her that day because she'd been training so well mm-hmm. and they more than paid for their share that they had purchased in her with, with what they won <laughs> on her running second that day. And uh, the, I cannot remember the name of the of the filly that beat her, but she went on. It was a Pletcher trained horse, and she went on to be a Canadian uh, female three year old champion. And uh, what was her name? I'll think of her name later. I'll Google. Uh, but, but that was uh, uh, you can pull up. You can go to the website, pull up uh, her her first. I think you can pull up her first chart. But anyway, she was the female champion. Um, I, I believe so. Okay. Um, I can just go to Applebase and type in Dixie's Hope, and then search for the. <laughs> yeah, search for the the um, chart, but uh, anyway, yeah. 
she so that was just an incredible uh, incredible occurrence and then uh, the first race that we won at keeneland was with pure victory and mm -hmm. Uh, another uh, filly trained by Joe Deacon. Uh, she was a $13,000 pure prize filly that we bought at Kingland. And, um, you know, she, I think this was her. She, she had broken her maiden at Presque Downs uh, the, the start before mm -hmm. and comes in to run. And this is when the, the track, at, main track at Kingland was still artificial surface. Mm -hmm. And that came in long, long odds. And I remember I, I, I was still living up in Greenup and something was going on that day. I, it was going to be a real hassle for me to get down there. I was going to get in like right before the race and then have to turn around and come right back. So I just stayed home because I thought, ah, she's not going to win anyway. So it was, and it was Ember song. That's it. Ember song. Yep. She like rolled off the screen. <laughs> yes, she did. Yeah, she won big and we went nuts. Uh, everybody, everybody At 36 to one, I'd be going nuts yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, you know, pure victory. Uh, she um, got in and she kind of sat in back behind uh, in between horse and mid pack, just made a huge move coming out of the turn, the far turn. And was in a stretch duel the whole way down the lane. Um, I think Bonita Munyeka or something like that was the name of the filly that she beat and, and won by a nose and another one that paid big, big odds. Uh, so that was our first win at Keeneland. And I wasn't there for uh, for it, uh, which just made me sick. But I was pretty <laughs> still pretty happy. Uh, and actually, the winner's circle picture is still uh, it's it's one of the main you know, everybody in the, in the winter circle is one of the main pictures on, on the webpage. So, mm -hmm. uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, critical threat debuted in a maiden 40 mm -hmm. at, uh, at Keeneland and won uh, pretty easily. Yep. I was there for uh, that one. So that was, that was pretty fun and exciting. And, uh, you know, we, we've had a lot of races uh, at Keeneland over the years and the big one being obviously, as you mentioned earlier, Temple City Terra winning the Dowager, uh, stakes, you know, stakes, uh, stakes record. And, um, you know, that was, uh, that was just a date. That was my that was my first trip to the stakes room, and man, that was fun. You just walk in there, and they got the the open bar waiting for you, and <laughs> trophy presentation, and just uh, you know celebrate. It was it was a lot of fun, but uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's just for me. It's just it's just a special place. I mean, it's it's my you know I, I can go out there and sit all day long, and you know starting out first thing in the morning and watching the horses breeze and wander around the track and grab a little bite of breakfast and some lunch and just, uh, you know, just sit there throughout the day and watch the horses. I never, I never even have to place a wager. I, I've gone mm -hmm. out there many days and never placed the first wager and just had the best day I could have, mm -hmm. you know, just watching everything that goes on around me. And, and it's such a great, you know, you just see all types of people and they're all brought together by the thoroughbred and, and by that by Keeneland and it is just uh it's for me there's no there's there's really no place I'd, I'd rather spend my time than there and it's just uh, it's fantastic yeah. uh, you well, know and you know, I, and I would say you know, even even during the sale I mean I love going out there I can go out there yeah. and sit and just sit in the sales pavilion and watch horses come through or sit on the back ring and just watch them go around and around in circles and 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 just just have the best time for me it's uh, the, the smell when you walk back there i don't mind it it's not great <laughs> but i don't mind it and um you know it's and, and really you know speaking of the sales we just had the, the, the september sale and, and that's really keeneland 
yes, it's known for racing and it's known for three weeks in, in April and three weeks in October. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, it, it's a sales house. It, it's it the is. largest thoroughbred auction house uh, in the world. And there's basically three sales they have there that, you know, at Keeneland, the Keeneland September yearling sale, 4,000 mm-hmm. some odd horses. They've got close to 4,000 in the November breeding stock sale. I think it's three and a uh, half or something like that. Yeah, a three lot. and a half, some, something like that. And then, you know, there's probably going to be, I, I think, um, I think there was a thousand and change like, last year. A thousand and change. Yeah. I, I was going to say a thousand to 1500 uh, in the January sale, something like that. And, and that's really where. Keeneland that, that's what Keeneland is and yeah. um, you know with the proliferation of the historic uh, slot machines basically the historic uh, gambling historic racing and all that in Kentucky and you know they don't have those machines no at Keeneland um, you know the now they have a, they share their license with the Red Mile mm-hmm. and so they do make some money off of uh, the what happens there at the Red Mile but um, you know the, the money that Keeneland makes primarily is is through the auctions when they get a thousand dollar entry fee for every horse that comes through and and five percent of every horse that sells and uh that that's where they make the money that 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 they then uh, Mm -hmm. put into the purse fund and make all their improvements and and what a lot of people don't realize about keeneland i mean it's a non-profit organization so yep uh, all of the money they make it, it it goes back into the community of lexington um, somehow, some way, they they mm-hmm. do a lot with the University of Kentucky. They they donate a lot to a variety of different charities, thoroughbred and and human charities alike. Uh, so they're they're very involved in the community. And, you know, so when you go out of there and you spend a bunch of money on on uh, food and alcohol and mm-hmm. and uh, and souvenirs and you went you go broke in the in the fancy keeneland shop yeah man that place <laughs> the place is nice and there's mm-hmm. some nice stuff in there yeah um you know and, and they take their percentage of, of whatever whatever you've gambled throughout the day don't feel bad about it because uh again it's it's non-profit and it's going to help out the, the community of uh, lexington so yeah just a, it's just a great place well and you know as i was as you kind of mentioned earlier where you know when it, it got started as a non-profit and one of the things that um, I don't know if anybody's ever taken a tour, like if you, if our listeners have taken a tour at, um, uh, what's the farm that stands Oscar performance? Um, I forget. I forget. One of the things that, that, you know, you'll notice kind of as, as you, cause you can go to a lot of these places and they'll have, you know, information up and, and, you know, you can read all this for yourself. Like none of this is behind any closed doors. You can walk, anybody can walk into the Keeneland library within out, you know, within normal business hours, please don't tell, don't show up at some ungodly hour and tell them we sent you. But, um, you know, anybody can walk in and, and read this stuff for yourself. It, it's not, it's not a secret or anything. Um, but you'll see a lot of overlap between Keeneland and some of the, some of the, I would say like the, the the hallmarks like the staple horsemen and women who really made Kentucky what it is you know because like a, a lot of this stuff like it, it it has to start from somewhere like the ingenuity has to start from somebody right and so you'll notice a lot of overlap with with names and some of these very historic farms that you can tour and you know I read somewhere the other day that you know Claiborne was a farm and operating in Kentucky before TV was a thing you know so yeah. it's i mean some of these farms have been here a hot minute they've been here a long time a long, so long time. You, you know you'll see things overlap all the time and it's 
so the fact that Keeneland, you know, has been around for so long as a nonprofit entity and it continues to be so well known and, and you know, just the center of the social life in, in April and in October, I think for a lot mm -hmm. of Kentuckians, you know, says a lot about the quality that these that these first, uh, you know, pioneers, these 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 horsemen and women who had a vision, what they created, because that's hard. Absolutely. I mean, even even, yep. you know, for profits sink all the time. So the fact that nonprofit is still here is, is incredibly impressive. And uh, Oscar performance stands at Mill Ridge. Mill Ridge. And, um, and just, you know, speaking of that, you know, the 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 founder of Keeneland, um, Jack Keen, also founded uh, a racetrack up near where I just moved from uh, in Greenup County. Uh, that was called Raceland, and now and the community is still called Raceland today, that's and cool. it fell victim to prohibition. Uh, ah. and that's that's basically what killed it. But there used to be racing on the Ohio River, in uh, in northeastern Kentucky, and it was, again, it's founded by Jack Keen and some of his business partners, uh, and it just like I said, it, it did not survive uh, through the the days of prohibition. So that was that was the yeah. first racetrack up there. The clubhouse is still there. Mm -hmm. It stands it stands along the side of the highway. Uh, it oh, is uh, cool. old and barely standing up, but well, it's brick, so it's 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 up. But yeah, uh, there was a driving range there for a while, built on some of the property, and people would hit golf balls at the building, which I thought was terrible and awful. Oh. That's what they did anyway. So, uh, but yeah. yeah, it's um, it's just uh, just another little tidbit of, uh, yeah. of uh, Jack well, Keen and, and things are state. well, and, and I you know things things change, and you know th you have to kind of adjust to to survive you know it's mm -hmm. it's it's an important thing to do and because i know it was a hot topic when keeneland announced that they would be uh renewing their their paddock area kind of like remodeling it a little bit mm -hmm. and changing how it's and i know oh there were some passionate passionate responses to but you know what it needed it needed to happen yeah yeah it needed to happen uh it was the way it's very european it was a little, yeah, but the way things yeah. were set up previously, it was a little, uh, it was a little dicey. It was a little crowded. Um, yeah, absolutely. And they've kind of limited access to on who gets in and who doesn't, but that's okay. It, 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 there are so many people there on, on certain days that it's just, uh, it's dangerous. And I, I don't disagree with anything that they've done to increase that safety. Hey, another little tidbit about Jack Keen, and I've kind of forgotten about this till just now. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I mentioned the house earlier when mm -hmm. I was in college. I went to homecoming with um, like Jack Kane's great, 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 great granddaughter or niece or something like that, somehow related to Keane <laughs> and, or, or her aunt still lives in, or at that time still lived in the house there. Oh. And so I went to homecoming and basically a bunch of us went to the Keane house and had a big picnic type dinner before our, mm -hmm. you know, before all the homecoming football game and all that stuff. Uh, at the Jack Keene, at the Keene Mansion, or Keene House, or Keene Mansion, or whatever it's called. Um, so anyway, just I thought I'd throw out. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. I have expected you to say that you use the side of the building as a driving range. I don't no, know no, why. no, definitely not. Definitely not. Uh, oh my gosh. So. But just you know, yeah, don't just, leave uh, me to my own devices. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just, I'd kind of forgotten about that till I mentioned it a little bit ago. I thought, uh, oh, might, as well, might as well share. Let's, let's, let's bear everything I, that has to do with Keen. So. Oh my goodness. Well, I know kind of just to put us into the, uh, the present day before we, we do have some entry. So we're not going to diverge too far from the, uh, the traditional standard of aces up the sleeve, but to kind of bring it into like the current day, you know, Keeneland drew their Friday and Saturday fields 
for for racing and that's going to be this coming friday and saturday and um i think the i read somewhere that the phoenix stakes i think it, it either runs this weekend or i think the phoenix stakes runs this weekend but um the phoenix stakes is i think what from what i've been hearing the phoenix stakes is one of the oldest running stakes races either in the united states or or in kentucky one of the two but like it is one of the longest running stakes races we have and that's I mean, it's, it's cool to know that, you know, whenever you win the the Phoenix, you join that part of history. And that's that's really cool. And they've got a whole bunch of Breeders' Cup winning your in-race. They've hosted the Breeders' Cup um, on a couple of occasions. And it's just, it's incredible. It's it's called like a boutique meet because, again, they run two months out of the year. Um, but I think a lot of people will tell you it is some of the toughest... It just oh, it's the toughest, nicest fields you will see all year. I mean, yes, you absolutely. will you will have. I mean, the horses that you see on NBC and and you know Fox Sports and stuff like that, like they show up for Keeneland. <laughs> like these oh, yeah. horses I mean, are there. That, there's there's a lot of trainers and owners that that plan uh, their whole year around those those six weeks. Um, they gear up and get everything ready and prepped for Keeneland. Uh, the Phoenix Stakes was first run in 1831. Okay. Uh, and it is the oldest thoroughbred horse race in North America, though it has not been run continuously. Okay. Uh, so it, it was hosted by the Kentucky Association Racetrack, which was in Lexington up until 1930, and then uh, took a break from uh, until 1937 when it was reinstated at Keeneland. So okay. it has been around a long, long time. That's cool. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it makes it all, you know, we talked about how the Kentucky Derby is contiguous. It makes it more, even more impressive when you can run these races in contiguous fashion. So, yep, I mean, just, just still being even, even being around in some, some function, some manner since the early 1800s is an impressive feat. <laughs> so let's, I wish we could say that we had entries on opening weekend at Keeneland, but unfortunately <laughs> we don't. But, but it do. looks like we will we will have at least one running there, and if if not yes. uh, two or three, so we're, oh, we're so, working on it. So you'll you'll see us there eventually. Yep. Mm-hmm. And when you crack open that program on on Dowager Day, you'll see that that lovely little name we all like to to repeat yep. continuously, continuously for the clickbait later. <laughs> but let's so, um, yeah, let's dive yeah, into let's, these let's entries. The entries. So yep. we've got ArcLight on uh, Wednesday tomorrow, Beltair Park. We tried and tried and tried to get her in Indiana bred maiden special weight. Uh, the only one that was going was on the turf, and we tried the turf. She didn't care for it. So she is in race two tomorrow, post time twelve thirty five. Uh, she's in a six horse field. She's eight to one, uh, but she's going to try dirt for the first time. It's going a mile and training great. And just have to hope that that what we believe is going to happen will happen, and that she handles the dirt surface much much better than she handled yeah. the turf. Well, and didn't her writers say that she warmed up great on the dirt, and then when he got over to the turf, it was like a That's different right. animal. He didn't recognize her. Warmed up great on the dirt, and then just kind of was like, "What? What is this? I'm walking on." Yep. Uh, when she got to the grass. This so, goes in my stomach, not under yeah. my foot. Thank you. <laughs> and then uh, on on Thursday, we have another one there at Belterra Park, uh, high powered. Going for that tenth win, uh, yep. one more time. Yep. Uh, he is in a big field this time. Uh, he's been running in short fields all summer, but he's this in one's the sixth massive. post. Yep, out of ten horses, so it's a full field for Belterra Park. Yep. 
Uh, we're used to seeing him down around two, three to one. He, he's he's coming in at, at eight to one. So yep. hopefully we can uh, we can get that tenth win for him, uh, and then you know that'll be the last. These will be the last races at Belterra Park for the year as they're getting ready to shut down. And um, you know what we're gonna where we're gonna go with the high powered after that. Uh, you know we're not sure yet. So uh, we yep. we know he, he's still running really really well. So it's it's hard to. Hard to talk about uh, retiring him, but uh, you know it's we're we're, we're getting close. Uh, but we'll keep going as long as he's as long as he seems to be happy and as long as he's uh, performing and, and hitting the board. Then it's uh, it's tough to walk away from him because he's a uh, man. He tries hard every time out. Yep, he's a, he's very classy. He tries hard. He's the old warhorse of the the yep. stable. We love him out here. We love Absolutely. our veterans. <laughs> and then on Friday, not running at uh, Keeneland, but uh, you can you can find her find her on a screen somewhere. We got social engagement and a starter optional claiming at Laurel Park. This is in Maryland. Um, yep, uh, race four, one fifty eight post time, uh, breaking from the fifth post in the field at ten. Um, and she's she's had a couple rough races, and hopefully we can uh, we can get her going, get her off. Uh, uh, get her off the, get her off the schneid, if you will, and yeah. and and get her back in the winter circle where she belongs. Yeah, she's had it. She's kind of just gotten, I think, the rotten end of the the stick a couple times. So she's had some bad luck here and there, and you know we put her in some tougher company than than she'd been facing, and, and uh, you know between bad luck and and tougher competition, uh, that that can be a very bad formula. So hopefully yeah. she will. Oh well, yeah, hopefully that you know she she's back. She's certainly in softer company than she's been in. Though it's it's not an easy field by any stretch of the imagination. No. It, it's there's it's a it's it's a competitive group, but I but she fits. So uh, hopefully get a big uh, performance out of her and get her back, get her back in the win column. Yep, and get that confidence booster she needs. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> right. So. Oh, I can hear you have your own little teeny tiny horses running around over there, Jared. Yeah, yeah Scarlett just got home from work and uh, the dogs are going bonkers. <laughs> yep, so the tippy tapping. Yep, the tippy tapping everybody hears. They're excited dogs, my friends. Yep. Well, what, one thing I know for sure, I'm going to send you out there. If I can't get out there, I'm going to send you out there with your camera. You're going to get us some, some Keelan footage. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take my fancy new filming camera out and just see what we can get into. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And on that note, with the tippy toppy of the feats, I suspect that there's probably a, a potty break waiting in your future. You know, to to go take them to Jared. So let's wrap uh, up I so we imagine. don't hold them. Yep. yep. So let's wrap <laughs> up so we don't hold them too long. They're uh, apparently having feats of strength on their giant doggy bed uh, <laughs> to see who is the boss of the bed. But uh huh. I can change. It, it, it is time to go out <laughs> shortly. So. Yep. So, well, as you heard, folks, thank you so much for tuning in on our kind of just a fun little recap of, of Keeneland that's coming up this weekend. You can, uh, I know Keeneland live streams on, I think they'll be live streaming on YouTube again. I know they live stream from their website. So if you want to watch it, you absolutely can. You can watch the racing. We'll be posting. If we happen to have anybody in the Keeneland entries, we'll definitely let everybody know. Um, especially because so we can brag a little bit having a starter at Keeneland. But thank you so and much. We're going to have winners at Keeneland. Yeah, that's true. Like we did last year. That'd be nice. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But thank you so much, everybody, for who tunes in every single week. We see you guys. We appreciate your, you know, the consistent, the love, 
and and the listenership that you've been showing us we really appreciate it so make sure you're following us on all of our social medias it's pocket aces racing in some you know form or function or fashion uh, make sure that you are following our youtube channel yeah, make sure you press the bell so when all of these videos start getting uploaded, you'll be one of the first to get notified. You'll get those pop-ups on your phone. and Which I think we'll have the first one this this week or early next week? Early next week. We will have okay, it'll perfect. it'll be going live. We'll be all set. We're ready to go. We've been talking about it forever. We're I know. finally getting there. We're finally getting there. <laughs> it just it, it takes time because like we want you guys to have really good quality content to enjoy. But you some like sometimes I think on our end we don't we didn't quite realize what quality content kind of implied sometimes like it's easy to say not so much easy to do so it's been a bit of work but i think you guys will have you guys will enjoy it. you'll have a lot of fun um so yeah on that on that topic thanks again for listening in have a happy wednesday everybody have a happy opening keeneland weekend whenever you happen to be listening to this make good choices whether it's in your daily life or when you are going out to keeneland behave yourselves and as always the podcast is out <laughs>